Welcome to Head Trauma Pod, where we talk about true crimes and movies that were inspired by the true crimes. My name is Brianna. We have Christy. We have Kathy. Uh, Mike is not with us today, unfortunately, but we do have Mark back with us again. Welcome back, Mark. We will today we'll be talking about the movie Black Christmas in honor of Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yay. I think I said Merry Christmas, everyone, in the last episode. That's okay. You were heading up to Christmas, so you could say it. Yeah. No, just yeah. a week early. It's Christmas season. <laughs> it's always Christmas. Yeah. So Black Christmas came out in 1974. So I'm going to start with some facts about 1974 in America. Uh, movies that came out other than Black Christmas were The Year Without a Santa Claus. I thought that was fitting. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Young Frankenstein. One of mine and Christie's favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, celebrities that were born in 1974: Christian Bale, Leonardo DiCaprio, Seth Green, Jimmy Fallon, and Nelly were all born. Fifty. They're gonna be fifty. Yeah, they're only a couple years. That's crazy. Wow. I know. I know. 1974 was a deadly year in Chicago. While 1994 saw the highest per capita homicide rate in city history. 1974 saw the largest number of people killed 970 people in chicago um it in took 80 minutes year? yeah <laughs> isn't that insane it took 80 minutes for 1974 to post its first homicides and it was a 60 year old gil or it was 60 year old gilbert glass at 78th street and cornell avenue like an hour and a half not even mm -hmm. so yeah black christmas uh what was everyone's favorite move or favorite scene from black christmas other than aunt kathy <laughs> aunt kathy's here for the fun facts <laughs> so for me what was so funny about the movie is there in the beginning of the movie there the the girls are openly drinking they're drinking a large amounts of alcohol but the uh house mother is sneaking the alcohol and she's pulling it from like the toilet, the toilet, and you know, in, in her closet. But she's sneaking the alcohol. But everyone is just drinking up a storm. That is hilarious. I loved the house mother. She, yeah, she cracked was me up. She was awesome. Her and the cat were my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> I think the cat's name was Claude. I don't even remember the house mother's name. <laughs> Christy, what was your favorite scene? uh i think i think i like any of the scenes with her wearing the hand sweater just because i really like and want that hand sweater it's so great um and then i was listening to another podcast about this movie in anticipation of doing this podcast um, which will be in our notes. And they said that that same uh, black and white sweater with the hands and the yellow pants is an outfit that Christina Aguilera wears in the movie as one of her costumes in the movie Burlesque. And so now oh I God, really want to watch Burlesque yeah. and see the scene where she wears that because that's amazing. Yeah, that should be wow. your costume next Halloween. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> not even a costume that'll be my daily outfit <laughs> yeah that's an everyday ensemble <laughs> and that was a big thing because they did sell those in stores the hand sweaters like anybody could buy a hand sweater 
Oh, really? It was like a big thing to have like hands on your sweater, like like on your boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's did you have a boob sweater? Hand boob sweater? Yeah. Heck yeah, she did. That's a thing now. Skeleton hands. Yeah, yes, I have I have one with yep. skeleton hands, but it's pajamas. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really big. Now. <laughs> I, I I bet you um, that's like such an aphrodisiac. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he really likes the hands to have no meat on them. And his wife's bosoms. Okay. Um, some fun facts about Black Christmas the movie. First, it was the. Uh, first slasher film to put the viewer in the slasher's point of view and first seasonal slasher film so that's exciting news and then the house mother who we love so much the wonderful drunk uh she is based off of the director's aunt so yeah there's some fun facts Which i i want to meet her, his aunt now like i know <laughs> i want to invite her to christmas <laughs> she fit in really well at the o'donnell christmas i think <laughs> Well, I'm I'm thinking the aunt could meet Mark's uncle. Yeah. Oh yeah, the clown guy. The clown guy. <laughs> it just could, you know, shenanigans can ensue then. It'll they, just they be crazy. To talk about. <laughs> oh yeah, Mark. In case listeners didn't listen to our last episode, can you uh, share with the audience about what your uncle used to do when you were younger? Oh, so yeah, so he would dress up like a clown during parties and would sit in a room for hours and sit in different spots and scare the crap out of us kids. It's terrifying. <laughs> Your uncle is probably the reason you find Black Christmas so humorous now. You're like, well, yeah, you know what? I, I think you're right about that. <laughs> it is pretty funny. And like you said earlier, it did. It also did remind me of Scream. because. Mm -hmm. Scream is like it. It is a scary movie, but it's more humorous than anything. I love Scream. That's my favorite one. It's my go-to bedtime movie. <laughs> okay. Well, what were some of the? Since I didn't watch it and I didn't do my homework, mm -hmm. what were some of the funny parts? I mean, well, other than the aunt who was hiding the alcohol when the college girls were just openly drinking, like <laughs> she she had alcohol hidden everywhere. She went to her library, she went to her bookshelf, yeah. and she had one of those hollowed out books. And then in the bathroom, she's brushing her teeth, and she stops and she lifts the back of the toilet lid and pulls one out with the cord <laughs> and just a bottle, and she starts chugging it. She has one in like a hidden suitcase. It, it's there is all over the house, and it's all the, the entire movie. That's yeah, funny. Entire movie. Entire movie. <laughs> what other uh, funny parts did you see? Well, Christy, you were going to say something. Oh, I was going to ask what parts of the movie you noticed were inspired by the true crimes. I don't have an answer to that. Well, it would have laugh. to be the second floor where the the two people that were killed. Yeah. The, that's where they were. Yeah, that's true. That's good. I didn't I didn't do a good job connecting this one. I just enjoyed the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I enjoyed the true crime story and the movie separate. And I didn't even like think like, oh, that reminds me of that. Like at all. But I did I did like the point of view aspect because um, you know, seeing it from the the killer's point of view as he's walking through the house. And uh cool. 
going back to one of the other funny parts is in the middle of the movie they try to throw you off by thinking it's the boyfriend and then he's like just out of nowhere just starts beating the shit out of his uh out of his piano yeah and i'm just yeah. like i'm just like you're i i see what you're trying to do you're trying to make us think that he is the killer but it was just so random that it was just thrown in there well they had also reverbed his voice over the person who was doing the voice and combined the boyfriend's voice and like the original person doing the voice on the phone calls yeah. So to make it confusing, make you think mm -hmm. it might be him. Um, but the piano part, uh, George Webster, the 14 year old who had killed his family, he played piano. Yeah. And so that's like a connection to George Webster. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think a majority of it was from that babysitter urban legend though. Okay. Now did they, um, you know, did they, this guy just randomly picked the house, the killer, or was like there were from since it's the POV of the guy, the person that's the killer, was he like watching the house or stalking the house or he was just pissed off because they were throwing a Christmas party or like, do they explain that? No, it's more like a killer that you don't, you never find out who it is. Yes, you don't find out who it is. It's like, it's like they were trying that they were going to make sequels. Like oh, okay. Black Christmas two, Black okay. Christmas three, because you never, and they never even find the bodies, because the end of the movie you see them panning away from the house, and you mm -hmm. see the bodies in the window. Oh, wow. On the second floor, so they don't even find the bodies in the house. Okay. Yeah. So when one of the girls gets killed right away and um like early on in the movie and then her dad comes to find her because he hasn't heard from her he was supposed to meet her and she didn't show up and um they keep showing him like in front of the house at his car from the window the second story window view where his daughter is dead yeah. it's crazy okay yeah, while he's looking for her and then you can tell when the movie came out 1974 this was a the movie was a huge commentary on abortion because they spent a lot of time talking about abortion because one of the girls were pregnant and she she was going to have an abortion or had an abortion so the director and the actors actually said that wasn't intentional it was just like a really it wasn't supposed to be like a huge commentary wow. but when it released audiences took a lot more from that than what yes. they had intended I, I took it as it's a like it was a film based on that. That was that was the whole point of the film was to to put out that message. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And then when I learned that that wasn't what their intention was, I was like, wow. way to not like understand how people consume media. Like that's yeah. Well, this is wow. And then seeing how they have to trace a call and just seeing all the back room, all the, the oh, all yeah. equipment they had to use to be able to, the guy running you got to keep on the phone longer. You got to keep on the phone longer. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, they really <laughs> like went for accuracy and tracing a call. And I was like, I don't think you needed to go through this much accuracy. <laughs> yeah. You could have done it a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, Christy, you said you had was it facts you said you had i have a couple more things you can see the inspirations from and then 
Um, I have random questions for you, Kathy. Okay, um, I couldn't remember what you said. Random 1970s questions for Aunt Kathy, because this podcast is really just the excuse for me to ask Aunt Kathy a bunch <laughs> of um some of the other parallels would be uh, you know, the the mass murder aspects, which is both Jeb uh George Webster and Wayne Bowden with George Webster, Sylvia Cuss, the way they found her was like on the floor, like by the phone, which I believe they find one of the bodies that way mm -hmm. in the movie as well. Um, and then with Wayne Bowden, I think Wayne Bowden, it's more like the way that he was charming and, you know, was close to them. And so you could see a lot of parallels with that with the boyfriend where it's like everyone's like, oh, until he gets like weird with the piano which I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be good piano playing or not, but. Um, <laughs> and then about the movie, I could not tell. And I was like, it is good, but it's off key, I think. But it also sounds like someone's like. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. And then uh, <laughs> the music at the end, I found out they did by taking a bunch of strings and forks and connecting it to a piano to make the music really like really wow. yeah um, this movie <laughs> so in the movie there is a exchange on the phone number that would allow that allows like one of the sorority girls to make a fellatio joke and I don't understand what a phone exchange is or okay. how she made this fellatio joke. The, when the, when each little area would have an exchange. So uh, the phone numbers when I were growing up would have two letters and then five numbers. Oh. So it would be like WA5, which would be for Wabash. And so that like one area would be the Wabash exchange. And then my home phone number was get this hemlock H E four, three, two, two, one. I had the easiest phone number on the planet when I was growing up. So, uh, but the exchanges because they didn't have area codes either. Everybody in Chicago, you could just dial seven numbers and that was it. And then all of a sudden later on as the seventies and eighties went on, Chicago became three, one, two in the suburbs, around at 708 and then as we branched out it was 630 and 815 and so that's why we have area codes but that's what the exchanges are so um a fellatio joke i'm trying to think of an exchange i i think that. it would be she said it was like what like fe whatever whatever for fellatio yeah. okay okay and and I was like, I don't know what any of this means. Like, so, I know what fellatio is, but that's it. <laughs> like, one of them could be like fu seven, so it could have been funk or something. But it, you know, we would be like oh, fu. Um, so exchanges had two letters and then the five numbers. That's what the exchange was. That makes okay. sense now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, um, why did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, that's funny that the cop didn't know what that yeah, was. Yeah, he didn't know like, what he, he didn't know what Felicia was. I was like, oh, that poor man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then 
was it like a well-known issue that the police wouldn't take missing people seriously as early as the 1970s? Yes. Like, did you know if someone that's so sad that, was, that really yeah. didn't get fixed until like what the nineties? Yeah, probably. I want to say like, um, my frame of reference would be like the Amber alert. Like that was the first time that they really started to take things seriously. Like, um, with younger kids, mm -hmm. uh, but they, there was usually a 48 hour waiting period if somebody went missing. Mm -hmm. So you would call the police and say, my son's missing or my wife's missing. Well, we can't do anything for 48 hours because and depending, they could, on who, and depending on who they were, the cops would make that excuse that they made in the, in the movie mm -hmm. that, Oh, well, they probably just ran away or they probably went off with their boyfriend or, right. you know, their girlfriend or they, yeah, if they were young, you know, teenagers, they they wouldn't really consider them missing for, for a long time. Right. They would say, oh, they're probably hitchhiking because remember hitchhiking mm -hmm. is a big thing. Yeah. Or they went with their friends here and they'll be back in a couple of days. They probably just, you know, and even if the parents were adamant and said, mm -hmm. my kid wouldn't go anywhere without telling me, they're like, nah, 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 they'll be back. They did that a lot. I guess like you guys lived through it. I don't understand how you could get through the seventies and eighties that had so many serial killers and that like still was okay somehow. Like how did they get away with that for so long? Well, the other thing too, we know serial killers now in, in the seventies and eighties, right, Mark? I mean, that yeah, wasn't, no yeah. Nobody talked about it. Nobody knew that. Nobody, like Gacy, that's why he could get away with it for as long as he did. Because everybody's like, well, your kid just probably ran away. Or he just went to look for another job in a different city or or whatever. So, um, but, I, but I think kids back then were much more aware when they were outside. Yes. You know, kids today, they don't, they don't go outside. So when they go outside, they don't. They, they have no self-awareness of what's around them. We, we as kids, kind of knew what was... And we always were with other kids. It was packed. Very rare that we were just out by ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so we we had a, an awareness about us in the, in the 70s and 80s that people don't have, I think, now. Yeah, because uh, you walked your butt to school. Your mm -hmm. mother didn't pick you up. Yeah, you you were you were alone a lot, so there was a lot for the police to say. Well, you they probably did this, they probably mm -hmm. did that because our parents weren't helicoptering us <laughs> all yeah. day long from the minute we got up to the minute we went to bed. So, you know, we had a lot more freedom as kids back mm -hmm. in the day. But we knew, like, if I would go out, here's a dime. So if I had to make a phone call, I could go to yep. a payphone. <laughs> And I could drop a dime, you know, and make a call. But yeah, we could just, we could be out for hours on end mm -hmm. because we would go out, yep. especially during the summer, because it would be light for a longer period of time. We wouldn't come home right away. Come so, back for lunch and then you go back out. You don't come back till dinner. And, and then you grow out again. Yeah. Yeah. Until, until it was dark. Once the lights came on, once the, the outside uh, street lights came on, that was time to go home. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the, that's why they kind of had that cavalier attitude because we mm -hmm. were kind of we weren't running amok, but 
well, they probably went over here or they probably went to the park and they'll be home later. Or they went over. What did you call the girlfriends? Did you call their friends? And nobody had a cell phone like today. You could call your kid on a cell phone and get up, you know, get a hold of them. But we just call their friends. So you go through looking for the kids' phone numbers and, and stuff like that. So and our parents wouldn't know where we were. Mm -mm. They, they had a general idea of who we were hanging out with, but they didn't right. know where we were, like whose house we were at or what park we were at. They didn't, you know. I mean, they figured they, it was a three-mile radius. Yeah, yeah. They, they they could guess, but they never knew. <laughs> no. They never it's knew. like those uh, cat trackers where the – they think their cat's just in their backyard and turns out like they walk around a national park every night or something. <laughs> yeah, that was us. We were, yep. we were out. Sense. And, and the other thing too, is I, you know, and there was murders before serial killers. There's a ton of murders, right? Um, God, there was I had a guy in Glen Ellen when I was in high school, we had a break between our cross country. We didn't have to be on the bus till like four fifteen to get to our cross country meet. So I went, down, I went to Glenbard West High School, so we went into Glen Ellen, and I walked into Glen Ellen by myself because I was going to go to the um, uh, uh, baseball card shop. And I walked in, and we you had to go down the stairs into this hallway to get to the shop. Well, I started making my way down the stairs, and this guy said, hey, keep coming down here. <laughs> and I couldn't see him. And the mirror was broken. There was a mirror like in the corner to where you yes. can see around the corner. Right. That had been shattered recently. So he's like, yeah, just keep coming, come, keep coming to me. Like he would, I think he wanted to abduct me. That's what I feared. But uh, but yeah. Uh, my first question was, did pulp fiction come out yet? Because no, they don't go this down was, there. This was 1986. <laughs> And so I, and do you know the glass he's talking about? Because if it was like an L-shaped, there'd be a piece of glass that you could see down that hallway then. Yeah, like at uh, at the grocery store. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So what happened? No, I turned you right just... around and ran back to school because I, I got that sense that something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, this this isn't right. There's, there shouldn't be a guy down here telling me to just keep coming towards his voice. Right, right. And that's, that's what I think is missing in some of the kids today. They don't have yep. that, like that fear or that this doesn't feel right, that tingling sensation. I got to get the hell out of here. Yep. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Kids today. Damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so but now we go back to the movie. They, they yeah. were kind of the same way. They they thought the this this guy that's calling them making these lewd jokes and all this stuff on the on the 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 phone they just thought it was a big joke and then mm -hmm. look what happened it's real raunchy on the phone <laughs> yeah and i was listening to that during the movie and i'm like where have i heard that before and i think howard stern has used that clip <laughs> on his on his uh radio show i don't listen to him anymore but back mm -hmm. in the day he used that clip of of that guy talking and what he said. Oh God! He used it on his show. Uh, I like, remember oh, that sounds the first so time. familiar. <laughs> the first time I watched Black Christmas, I texted Christy. I was like, "Oh, that phone call!" <laughs> 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 she's like, I haven't watched it yet. And then, like twenty minutes later, she's like, "I'm gonna put it on." And then she was like, "Oh yeah, no, thank <laughs> you." <laughs> That's supposed to be a turn on back in the seventies. 
I guess. <laughs> Happy oh, breathing. I mean, when you have nothing compare it to, I guess, like. <laughs> oh, so did we answer your your questions? You found out what an exchange was. <laughs> and, uh... Yes, I've had quite the 70s education today. Right, and how we all it. ran amok. Yes. Yes. <laughs> amok, amok. Um, come on, come on. <laughs> Bree, did uh, any other scenes from the movie that you wanted to talk about? I don't know. It was really cool to see it from the killer's perspective. So, and it's crazy. You don't figure out who they are because you think like, because it's from their perspective. So walking around the house, you think like a mirror is going to be there eventually and you're going to see them, but there never is. And you're like, dang, what is it? But um, what was it about the, uh, the 13 year old girl that was found too in the movie? Was that the same killer? Or do we not know? I don't remember. I don't think you find out. I think they tried yeah. to tie the girl that got killed in that park to yeah. these crimes, but I would almost bet that it wasn't. That it that yeah. was yeah. that was a random crime. That this was this this guy targeted this sorority house. Yeah, that'd be my guess because I don't I don't think it's ever very clear in the movie. No, it just seems like a distraction, really, from what's happening at the house. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It 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 was another way to kind of distract and have you think about who the killer could be. My side note is, I'm telling you, I never wanted to join a damn sorority because there was, you know, I heard about Black Christmas that Ted Bu Ted Bundy was running a mock in one. I'm like, wh why would anybody join a sorority? That no, okay. Sunday's running a muck in a sorority. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't join a sorority right there. <laughs> I want that on a t shirt. The front say, Don't join a sorority on the back, like Ted Bundy runs a muck in sorority. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just was like, I don't know why. Oh, I'm gonna mustache? write it down. T shirt idea. <laughs> <laughs> That was just me personally. I'm there was a ton of sororities in the 70s and 80s, but I was just like, ah, no, everybody's getting killed in them. <laughs> That's amazing. I was gonna say the um the first girl that gets killed like near the beginning of the movie. Um when I rewatched it, because I the first time I watched it was kind of choppy. I was doing stuff around the house and it was on in the background. I was trying to watch, but I, I have a hard time when I'm like in cleaning mode <laughs> or organizing mode in my house to pay attention. But um, yeah, when I, when I rewatched the scene where she gets killed, I was like, oh, don't, don't grab that dress. Cause she goes in the closet to grab the dress or whatever she's going to wear. And I'm like, there's that plastic right there. And if you think there's someone in your closet, they're for sure going to wrap that around you. I was just like, I would, nope, <laughs> no, thank you. That scene stressed me out. <laughs> That's why we take everything out of the bags when we get it back from the dry cleaners, just for that reason. Exactly. Maybe exactly that was probably right. the scariest scene in the entire movie. Really? Yeah. Where there was okay. a little yeah. bit of that anticipation of what what's going to happen here, because you can kind of see the person behind the the, the plastic, mm -hmm. and uh, but that that was probably about it from a scary perspective. Yeah. The rest of it was just funny. All right, I could probably watch that film then. Okay. I think you could. No yeah. gore. And there's really no gore to it. No, no. I think you'd like this one. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Margot Kidder is great in the movie. Oh, my God. She's in it? 
she's in it she's the big, <laughs> she's the she's the name which she probably wasn't a big name back then because she she gets yeah she gets knocked off in the movie okay but when did superman come out 78 so yeah she so wasn't this, famous, was, this yeah. was probably one of her first films oh my god where she was kind of a featured featured actress in it oh that's too funny and she's great <laughs> in the movie she's she? drunk she's an alcoholic it's fantastic alcoholic teenagers fantastic she yes. looks 40 great. she looks 40 but she's playing like an 18 year old in college yeah <laughs> Yeah, and Kathy, yeah, yeah, I would recommend this movie for you to watch because I could probably it's handle not it. Scary. It's I'm, not one of those movies where you'd be like, "This could happen to me yeah. <laughs> by any means." Sororities, <laughs> no. a sorority house. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, That's, so you're. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, now I'm too. I could be the old drunk lady in the sorority taking care of them. That could be me now, but <laughs> or running amok. I'm running amok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have alcohol everywhere. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> it's worth it just to watch those parts. Okay, uh -huh. finding her alcohol. If you even if you just want to fast forward the herp to the parts of <laughs> the sorority mom finding her alcohol, it's great. Okay, it is. Yeah, there's or a the scene cat. at the beginning. Oh, or the cat. There's a scene at the beginning where um all the sorority girls present the the house mother with like a outfit that she is clearly not excited about mm -hmm. and she has to pretend to like it and try it on like it's very she's like a funny character coat. remember yeah. your grandma used to wear a house coat oh god yes yes that's what they got her they got her a house coat and because she's old and it's like, and she's yeah. like she she thinks she's hip still but she's probably like you know yeah it's, it's great <laughs> it's oh, like god. a green house coat with daisies on it or something oh yeah my grandmother wore those all the time oh yeah all the time. <laughs> or it's a chemise or whatever it was called it was like a button-down cotton thing and they yeah, yeah. okay yeah that <laughs> i was gonna funny. skip a funny scene another funny scene was when the uh the cat goes up to the second floor finds the body wrapped in the plastic she's in a rocking chair like right by the window so like if you looked up in that window you could probably see her wrapped in the plastic but the cat just goes on her lap and just licks her i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> and she's just dead, she's dead. <laughs> oh that's fantastic yeah. all right i'll try to watch it because i did watch scream and that but that was there was gore in it, but that was funny. There was a lot of funny parts to that movie. So if you if you guys are saying that, if if this is not as gory and it's still kind of funny, yeah, Scream is much gorier. Okay, okay, and I could probably handle that. Do we even see blood in Black Christmas? Um, the woman that dies upstairs, not not the one that gets wrapped in plastic, but the other woman. Uh -huh. She's she's bloody. Is she okay. bloody? You don't see a lot of gore in Canadian or British films because of their film rating um, stuff. Like they, it's stricter with that than it is here in the U.S. Yeah, even the killing is more implied as opposed to what you see nowadays in horror films. Yeah, I I just have to look up something about this movie really quick because I did. I was looking at it and I was I was gonna research it and and this and that, but I think I just want to say something. Um Bob Clark directed it. And he's a Canadian director. I think he was the director. 
Yeah, and, he was. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, he's the guy who did Christmas Story, the Randy and Ralphie one. <gasps> and then he also did Porky's. So oh, that's, that's awesome. what I found fascinating. You could make Randy and Ralphie or a Christmas story, but you made Porky's. Come on. So yeah. So it is less Christmas. That no, is, uh, is, yeah, it's, a, it's a mix of both, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay. This I thought I had read that, that he did both of those films. And this was like one of his first movies. So yeah, yeah in the hierarchy, it's Black Christmas, and then it goes Porky and Christmas story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, nothing says Christmas like a good murder film. Seriously. I agree. That's, that's true. I mean, what are we going to do guys... for Easter? Is there a killer bunny that we need to know Ooh. about or anything? Ooh. <laughs> so I started a list. Um, oh, there holiday. Are a couple... Yeah, holiday list. Because Christy was like, you like holidays. You want to try to find? I was like, yes. I was like, you find all the holiday ones. <laughs> yeah, I did. I have a hard time finding uh i couldn't find one for new year's um valentine's day there's the saint valentine's day massacre saint patrick's day couldn't find anything i mean we could do the leprechaun but i doubt that's real that's <laughs> how do look, we look, make... up, look, look up new year's evil new year's Ooh. evil okay uh -huh. looks like it's a it's um, about a killer that kills in each time zone at the strike a stroke of midnight on new year's eve oh i did see that but is that real based on a true there's crime? no way the crime. 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 <laughs> wait there could be people out there that actually do that well that probably happens mm -hmm. I, yeah I, that's a, a theory of conspiracy episode that's oh, not yeah oh, <laughs> that's go. a good idea there you go um easter there was an easter sunday massacre don't know if there's a movie about it but there's um yeah <laughs> stuff about it out there mother's day i was looking for like moms that kill their children or like oh, very there's sad a couple things. of them yeah oh yeah so i was <laughs> but i was looking at ones that well let's see uh small sacrifices yeah, Diane Diane Downs. Downs. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that would July, be I for mother's day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hard to find things for the holidays so um, if you're listening and you have a holiday movie based off of true crime, please email us at headtraumapod at gmail.com. Oh, totally. Yes, totally. Help us. We love the, well, I, I won't speak for all of us. I love the holiday specials. <laughs> I live for holiday specials. Thank you for listening to Head Trauma Pod. Um, follow us on Instagram, Head Trauma Pod. TikTok had trauma pod. Uh, follow us on Spotify. It really helps us when you follow us there as opposed to Apple. Even if you listen to us on Apple, it'd be really great if you still followed us on Spotify. And Merry Christmas. Merry yeah, Mark, Christmas. Thank you for hanging out Merry with Christmas. us tonight.